from Scrap Productions and Spider's Corner, this is Pop Corner Nerds, your favorite pop culture podcast with snacks. I am your host, Taylor D. Adams, with two Ds, and I am joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Mark Gronings. Gronings? It's a Halloween show, uh, coming up with it. Clever. And the Adams, like Adams Family. Yeah, I got you. and then I did the snaps. Yeah. Do you understand my jokes okay. now? I get it. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay. I'm not all there still, after okay. Extra Life. Okay. I'm still recovering. You'll have to recap us uh, later in the show. Yeah. Uh, and joining us, very special guest moderator, coming back for the second time as guest moderator, and after her return, or returning after your hosting gig two weeks ago, co-hosting gig two weeks ago. After all the basic bitch things that we talked about, <laughs> I'm back. Never we, thought it would happen. Surprised. It's all Nicole. the All the hate mail for the This Is Us comment. And, yeah. Uh, but you're back with us. It's Nicole, the yin-yang killer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this is our Halloween movie marathon episode of Popcorn Nerds. We're very excited to talk about our favorite Halloween movies. This is not necessarily scary movies or horror movies, just movies that have to do with Halloween or they take place during Halloween or anything like that. Um, so we'll be getting to that stuff later in the podcast. Um, and if you guys want to contribute your ideas for your favorite Halloween movie or a collection of movies to make up a, a vast movie marathon for Halloween, go ahead and leave them in the comments. Um, but first of all, we're eating a very special snack today. By very special, I mean it's special to the three of us, but it is a very divisive candy out in the world. We're eating candy corn. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like crazy. It's just candy corn. <laughs> but it's delicious, so add us if you don't like candy corn. Right. Or if you do like candy corn, add us. Um, and we're also drinking, uh, a wine. <laughs> and I didn't look at the label when I opened it. Poco a poco. Poco a poco. Poco a poco. It's Spanish. It's Spanish. For a little it's... and a little. Can we find out if it's a... Uh... It's red. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it says on the label, red wine. Okay, cool. Red wine. So it must be a blend. So but I'm going to finish eating my candy corn. And then I'm going to try the wine and see if it fits. If they match together. Is this the uh, spit bucket wine? <laughs> yes. From my favorite movie, Sideways. Hmm. Hmm. A lot of chewing happening over there. I know. Well, I was talking. <laughs> okay. Chris in the group chat says, put some peanuts in your candy corn to make chicken scratch. Which that, never really? Yeah. That's a great yeah. idea. Well, now you know. Brock's I actually have peanuts. They're old base season peanuts, so I wonder mm -hmm. if they would be... Weird. Yeah. Or if it'd be like a sweet, more salty situation. Okay. Well, then we won't do it. That's but fine. Brock's also sells now uh, candy corn with chocolate-covered peanuts in it already. That sounds pretty good. Uh, you can you can buy that pre-mixed. Nice. But these are uh, these are Jelly Belly brand. Yeah. From the Harris Teeter down the road. Which okay, so we're recording this podcast on October thirtieth. Tomorrow is Halloween when this episode will come out. Everything Halloween, food-wise, snack-wise, is gone from grocery stores. I'm very upset about this. I didn't check Target, but I assume they normally like push all the one aisle when it's Christmas. It's like, it's something the, similar yeah. to that. Like I went to you can go to the Halloween aisle that where it was and everything's like the bargain fun size uh, candy bars, yeah. but like cookies gone, mm -hmm. Halloween themed snacks gone, Halloween Oreos. Very disappointed that the Halloween Oreos yeah. are gone. I'm surprised because like candy corn is normally around until. And after yeah. the, like discount candy day, and this was just in the generic candy aisle, so that's how I was able to yeah. find it. But yeah, yeah, just and it's all replaced with Thanksgiving and and Christmas stuff already. It's not even Halloween yet. <laughs> anyway, 
earlier and earlier every year. I know. Apparently there's already Christmas music stations starting. Stop. There's people that have already decorated their houses for Christmas. What? Yeah. They're going to have to buy like three trees. Because they're going <laughs> to die. Um, Some people do fake trees. Are you a, are you a, when do you listen to Christmas music? Not, in, except like on Christmas, like when I'm at home with the family. Okay, but I mean like, like the day or like the week of or like christmas eve christmas day okay i got you like when i go to visit my family they'll have it on and i'll listen to it yeah it's not something that i generally seek out on my own i got you because i'm just fucking jolly all the time i don't need oh yeah <laughs> yeah 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 you're a real ray of sunshine most right? days what about, um, nicole what about you when's when's your acceptable window for christmas music the day after thanksgiving that's fair two weeks Two, two weeks, weeks before Christmas. Two weeks before Christmas. Sometimes, it's which is sometimes pretty much two weeks week. after Thanksgiving too. Yeah, falls falls kind of. Right I'm kind of I'm kind of the right in the middle. If you're if you're watching on the live stream, when do you listen to Christmas music? We need to know the acceptable answer. <laughs> it is not now. That is that That's is the for incorrect sure. answer. Um, Mark, how are you? Not too bad. How about you? Good man. Uh, what what have you gotten into uh, this past week? This past week. Um, Extra Life, obviously, uh, took up my whole weekend. I'm very busy with that. Still recovering mentally. How much um, money were you able to raise? The team raised close to six grand or, hey, or maybe over. Awesome. Uh, I raised For the kids. Yeah, I raised a little over eight hundred. Very cool. So I beat my goal, uh, which is good. Which means next year I have to have a higher goal. And our team crushed our goal um, by like two thousand dollars. So next year we've got a lot to to live up to. Um, but we also have a lot of people who come to the event who don't do the donations for us. They don't join the team. Um, so I think if we can get that out earlier and get them fundraising as well, I think it'll be easier to, to beat that goal. Um, but yeah, it was a good year. Uh, everyone awesome. had, had a good time. Uh, so much food this year. They actually prepared really well for that. Uh, we were fed throughout the whole time. Very cool. And uh, I'm sure that helped keep you going. Yeah. And then played a, a lot of games. I still maintain my streak, five years, staying up the full 24 hours. Um, and you feel great. I feel fine now. <laughs> uh, Monday I was struggling. <laughs> I left my badge at home for work and rode the wrong elevator a couple times and got off on the wrong floor. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was a struggle. All right. Um, and then you had to work on the Mac and you're like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, left is right and up is down. I don't know <laughs> what's going on. Um but yeah, no, it, Extra Life was good. Uh, got that all squared away. Streamed most of the time. We had a few moments of downtime where we were either adjusting the setup so we could play like a game together with people or trying to set up servers for various things. Uh, so apologies if anyone popped in during that downtime uh, where we were adjusting the setup. That's not obviously fun to watch. Uh, <laughs> but we tried to keep that to a minimum. Uh, and I played a lot, of, a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, I'll get into that a little bit, but Spider-Man finally finished it. Hey! Um, got the Platinum Trophy, so I did everything that came out with the game originally. There's DLC now that has uh, additional trophies associated with it, but those don't count towards the Platinum. Uh, so I might go back and do those eventually, but um, haven't done that yet. Super Mario Odyssey, I was obviously way behind on that too. Uh, finished that one up as well during Extra Life. Not the um, 999 stars, uh, but just like the main story played through uh, and defeated Bowser. So that was a lot of fun too. Um, 
And then actually yesterday I finished watching Hilda. I mentioned I had been watching it before uh, in the past couple weeks, and it was good. Uh, the ending was good. I'm looking forward to them hopefully doing more with it. Uh, it's an entertaining little show, just something nice to put on and enjoy as you're sitting there. Um, but yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2. This kind of segues into my game news too, but I'll talk about this, come back to you for what you watched and what you did, Okay. and then we'll come back, Okay. pick up Red Dead You just let me know when you're ready. Okay. Um, but it's a lot of fun. Um, very in-depth, the acting is really well done, uh, it's a beautiful game, there's so much to do. How realistic are the horse penises? I haven't actually inspected. Off to report They were talking about this on NPR. That's how big a deal it is. Yes. Uh, big <laughs> a deal. Um, I ha my ho horse has pooped several times while I'm just like, I get ready to like, it's in the middle of a scene and the horse's butt's there and it just starts shitting. Uh, because that's what horses do. And uh, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of minutia to it um, that kind of, Mix up the pace a good bit. Mm -hmm. Like, you can go out and hunt animals and um, skin them to sell the pelts, get the meat to donate to your camps or sell for uh, money and things like that to keep everything running. But when you go to pick up the animals, like, he slings them over his shoulder. And if mm -hmm. you've already skinned it, when you do that, when you go to put it, like, on your horse or whatever to transport it, you're just, like, smeared in blood mm -hmm. from the animal. Um and if, like, you are fighting and then get rolled around in the mud, you get all covered in mud and you're dirty and then you stink, people won't talk to you, they'll avoid you. Wow. Uh, animals will run away from you because they can smell you coming. There's actually, like, a little thing you can do to see, to follow, like, scents and animal trails. And you can see your own and you're just, like, if you're just emanating these, like, waves <laughs> of smell, you know, it's time to, to take a bath. Uh, so you can actually go take a bath or you can just jump in the river, uh, wash it off, but... It's, yeah, like, it's a weird mix of, like, minute details and things to do like that, and then the gunplay and the robberies and uh, the main story, which they've had a few moments that tied into the original Red Dead uh, Redemption that are pretty good as well. Um, the controls aren't great, though, hmm. uh, which is weird. It, it's a bit clunky, and the aiming is awful, uh, which for a game about shooting things is not what you want <laughs> um the first thing i had are to you do certain you're, are you certain you just don't suck at it no yeah i've had everyone who's played it that i've talked to they're like dude it's not good uh we had to go into the settings and adjust the sensitivity because it's just it's really slow uh and a bit awkward um so yeah but it's fun still i'm enjoying it uh, i played it most of extra life uh, and I haven't had much time since then because of work and podcast and various things, but um, going to definitely get back into that, probably spend some time with it this weekend. Uh, and there'll be more on Red Dead Redemption and the gaming news. Uh, but Taylor, what have you been watching, reading, playing? Um, I finally finished up um, The Haunting of Hill House. Nice. Really great. Did anything live up to the sixth episode? Anything better than that or comfortable? Uh, from like a technical standpoint um no i think that was kind of the crowning technical jewel of it but it was still an incredible show um i just loved how it was kind of just like this really dark family drama disguised in a veil of horror which is i always appreciate that as opposed to horror for horror's sake um and i actually i actually cried at the last episode which what? was did not think that that would happen but i did i was like what it, what is this coming out of my eyes um 
But no, it was really it was kind of a kind of a touching ending too. Um, which you know, from horror movies you're like, what? I don't. Yeah. That's weird. Um, they just murder everyone and then end yeah. the movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but anyway, um, definitely recommend checking that out. That's on Netflix now. Um, and I just started, um, as in just started, I haven't even gotten through the first episode yet of season two of uh, Making a Murderer. Mm. Um, and it's so far very interesting. It's very meta. Like, it's addressing the fact that it, as a documentary, has had impact on this case and the people around this case. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I'm curious to see where all this is going to go, but it's kind of setting up a larger um, legal storyline. Um, it's not just like, hey, look what we made, you know? Um, so it's, they're going to move, they're going to move beyond that. Um, so yeah, um, Nicole, I think, I, I know what you've been up to this week, <laughs> but what have you been up to this week? <laughs> um, my update is the same as when I was a basic bitch. I've still been watching Dawson's Creek and it's been amazing. I feel like I'm reliving all my teenage years and I just highly enjoy it. Where are you right now? Like, what season? I'm, so there are, I want to say six seasons. I'm in season... In the movie? <laughs> <laughs> no. I think I'm in season five. Oh, man. Yeah. What are you going to do when it's over? I'm going to cry. <laughs> do you want to wait? No. <laughs> I to wait until my life's <laughs> Well, that's cool. Have you, have you guys been catch, uh, caught up on The Good Place? Uh, we're one episode behind. Yeah, yeah. Is there an episode tonight? Thursday. Thursday. It airs Thursdays. Now I'm an episode behind also. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, uh, Mark, are you ready for your video game news? Let me stop chewing these. Yeah. Okay, cool. Here we go. I'm going to eat that one. Okay. So, gaming news. We're ready to start... go. Mark's gaming news. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm in sync. I know, right? So, starting back with Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, news dropped today that it, it is now the largest single entertainment product release weekend in history ever. Of what? Anything. What? $725 million Fuck. in three days. So it came out on Friday, and yeah, just over the weekend, $725 million to take the spot as the large, largest entertainment release weekend in history. Um, which is kind of absurd. Um... <laughs> Well, that's pretty sweet. Uh, I saw that today and I was like, I'm going to have to talk about that. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, people were really excited about this game. The original Red Dead Redemption has a really strong following. Uh, Rockstar has uh, notoriety for like pushing the boundaries and like having really good games. Um, they do the Grand Theft Auto series as well. And so people are just really excited about this. It's been a long time in the works. Um, and on that as well, people have taken apart the companion app for Red Dead Redemption 2 Hmm. um, and surfaced some files in there that point to a PC port, which everyone kind of assumed would happen eventually. That's what happened with Grand Theft Auto V, released on consoles first. PC port eventually came out later. Hmm. Uh, But what's interesting is there's actually mentions in some of the files of Oculus. Hmm. And so people are saying that there might be official VR support for Red Dead Redemption 2. Um... Which is also interesting. They did make note of the fact that you can play the entire game in first-person view. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense they would want to go this route. A lot of people uh, modded Grand Theft Auto V on PC to be playable in VR. Uh, so official support for Red Dead Redemption 2 makes a lot of sense in that way. 
Uh, but we'll see what happens. I assume those would still be probably at least a year out. Um, but it's interesting that they're thinking about that potentially. Uh, it could be an option. So very cool there. Um, in other gaming news, Microsoft released uh, photos of a Xbox mobile controller. Uh, basically, it's a little shell that has two controller clips in it. Um, that they wanted it to be like portable form factor and scale, mm -hmm. but then the shell kind of popped apart and the controller pieces came out into these little cubes that you could clip onto your phone or a tablet mm -hmm. that then were basically like the chunks of an Xbox One controller, like the two joysticks and the buttons right. that clip onto the controller. So they connect yeah. through Bluetooth and then you have those so you hold your phone like you would normally, but then there's controller modules attached to it. Um... Which makes sense if they want to go towards their Xbox cloud streaming service that they had talked about already. Yeah. Uh, and making any screen that you have basically able to play Xbox games, you would have those little controller nubs that they show that they compacts down into like a little charging cradle too, so you can carry them with you. And it's just like a little thing. Pop yeah. out, connect them to your phone, play Xbox games anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, with how popular the Switch has been and like being able to take console quality games on the go with you. Uh, this is interesting, the way that they're kind of going about this. Um, I think it's kind of cool. The Xbox controller is a fantastic controller. Uh, ergonomically, it just feels well, sits well in your hand. Uh, so if they can nail that feel like on the phone too, yeah. that's the biggest barrier really to gaming on a phone is the like emulated joysticks on a screen does not work. Like, mm -hmm. you can play a little bit, but it's not going to be the same. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought it was kind of cool that those controller clips are in the works. Um, other news, uh, Castlevania, the season two that just recently came out on Netflix. Uh, the rumor is that the producer of that series is in talks to helm the Legend of Zelda series for Netflix. Uh, they, we, I think we talked about this on the podcast way back when, maybe. Yeah, because I said Castlevania season one was garbage. Yeah, it wasn't, though. <laughs> it just, it, it's three episodes of setting up the characters. And then it ended. And then there's nothing. I'm yeah. Like, Can we just not make a full season? <laughs> I get, they didn't have the room I mean, for it, I guess. There's, there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of work that goes into animation. I get it, but it's like, okay. But now, apparently, season two is being heralded as, like, the standard now for, like, video game adaptations. Okay. Um, so I need to go and watch that, but uh, that's okay. high praise. Okay, well, you let me know. Yeah. You know, I... Well, I also didn't mind the first season. Okay. Because, like I said, it was introducing those characters, but then it, I didn't like that it just ended, but I understand that that, that might have been the production run that they had. Right. Um, but yeah, if this guy can run and helm a Zelda series, as well as this Castlevania one's being received, that's good news all around. Um, I don't know if it'll be live action, because I thought originally that's what they had said the Legend of Zelda series for Netflix was going to be, yeah. or, or if it'll be an animated series, which we've already had a Legend of Zelda animated series, and it wasn't good. Don't go look it up. Aww. You can buy the entire series for like $5 on DVD, and it's kind of atrocious. Do you own that? I don't. <laughs> as much as I love Legend of Zelda, even I don't own that. Oh. Um, it's, it's not good. I tried watching it. Uh, yeah, just one, just one worth it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a. Uh, hopefully, it's better than that. I don't think they have to try very hard to do that, but we'll see. Okay. We got a comment from Vinny in our little chat window. 
He says that the new controller that you were just talking about is stupid in his opinion. Because you can buy a Bluetooth controller for like eight bucks. Can you buy a good Bluetooth controller for eight bucks? Like, I assume Microsoft will do this right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and carrying the little pieces of the controller is easier than carrying a full-blown Bluetooth controller with you. Uh, so I still think it's a good idea, and it looks like it fits well. Like I said, you're holding just the one device, because if you have a Bluetooth controller, too, you have to find somewhere to prop your phone up to then sit there with the controller, but if it's attached to it, you just have the one device. Hmm. Uh, so I think it makes a lot of sense. I'm going to disagree with you, Vinny. Uh, <laughs> but I appreciate that. I, I, I understand, yeah, that there are Bluetooth options already, but... I think this will be a better option for a lot of people. Um, yeah, moving on. Um, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Let's go! Uh, Ultimate Bros. Ultimate Bros. Hashtag Ultimate Bros. Uh, there is going to be a Nintendo Direct. A uh, full 40 minutes of new info on the game. Of smashing. Smashing. Full 40 minutes of smashing. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mark and I are, are going to smash from this game. Oh, yeah. We're going to smash so hard. Um, and bros. We're going to smash bros. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Uh, there's the Nintendo Direct with all this news coming out uh, this Thursday, actually, November 1st, uh, at 10 a.m. Uh, so if you don't work a normal job or maybe take an early lunch or just watch it at your desk if you don't sit somewhere where everyone can see your screen... Or if you don't give a fuck, just... Or just go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like just a normal person. Take a long break. Uh, if your legs are numb, you've been in there just the right amount of time. Uh, yes, that's correct. <laughs> that's the timer. Um, but yeah, so that'll have some some news, and they said that'll be the last like release of news before the game comes out, uh, December 7th, so we're getting very, very close. Uh, and it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to it. The last thing was the PlayStation Classic. They finally announced the full list of games, and people aren't thrilled with the list. Is Mark thrilled? Uh, eh. <laughs> it's got some good stuff on there. They were never going to get everything because of licensing, because of all the remakes that have been coming out, uh, various other things. Like They weren't going to make everyone happy, obviously. I think it has a good mix of games on here, especially from that first early on generation of PlayStation games. Uh, the other limiting factor is that this is being released without the DualShock controller. It's the original PlayStation controller, so no joysticks. Uh, so that also kind of limits some of the games you can play on there as well. But uh, originally they had already announced uh, Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, uh, Tekken 3, Ridge Racer Type 4, and Wild Arms. Outside of those, they've also announced Battle Arena Toshinden. Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, the original Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Oh man. Rayman, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, the very first Persona game, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, and Twisted Metal. So uh, there's a good there's some classics list of on games there. in yeah. there. Yeah, some of them are still confusing. Like no one knows what Jumping Flash is. What was like, the What was the one that had like seven names? Was toward the end. Oh, Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah, what? It's it's a <laughs> it's Street Fighter but puzzle based. The fights are. Okay. That's that is a classic. Battle game. with your mind. I know a lot of people who love the Puzzle Fighter series, uh, but 
I think that's a solid lineup, especially considering the limitations, as I mentioned, of not having the dual shock the, the joysticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some games that just it doesn't make sense to play those without the joystick. Um, so I think it's a decent lineup. Uh, I, obviously, everyone's going to complain about it. They're, whatever particular game they wanted is not in there, so they're going to you know, cry foul, and it's going to be a thing. But it'll still sell well. It's coming out... Uh, well, actually, I don't remember when it's coming out. Before Christmas... Uh, so it'll be a hot item for the holiday season, for sure, regardless yeah. of um, people bemoaning what's on there. People mm-hmm. will still buy it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I, there's good stuff on there to play. Uh, many, many hours of content as well, just with RPGs alone, with uh, Final Fantasy VII, uh, Persona, and Wild Arms. I mean, that's plenty of content already uh, for the 100 bucks. so... Because Spyro's getting a remaster like next week, and like I said, there's licensing content, and with the remasters, they're not re-releasing them again because Crash Bandicoot in there. Crash Bandicoot also just got a uh, remaster, and um, that's not like officially tied to Sony anymore, I guess. Crash. Well, I think most of these were. Okay. Um, Yeah, most of these are. PlayStation specific, except Rainbow Six wasn't, Ridge Racer, and Resident Evil eventually wasn't, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, again, Spyro, yes, would have been great, Crash Bandicoot would have been great, but they've received remasters very, very recently, uh, so it makes sense for them not to try and double dip on that and throw those in there as well, um, they want people to buy the remasters, so I understand that decision. Cool. Um, that about it? I think that was it for my game news. Cool. Yep, that was it for game news. Awesome. A lot of stuff this well, week. Well, I gotta chew this candy corn. Because <laughs> it gets sucked on sometimes. Um, but, okay, so. Fun time. Fun time. Talking about our favorite Halloween movies and putting together a, an ideal Halloween movie marathon. Um, I figured... We can do it a couple different ways. We can go down like our list in no particular order, in an order, just kind of talk about what would be cool to watch then and why. Um, we could also alternate, which might be kind of cool. Um, in fact, yeah, let's let's alternate. <laughs> let's okay. alternate. Let's alternate. So, um, since you did a lot of talking, I'll I go first this time. My list was kind of tricky for me because I was trying to take into the account just like the spirit of Halloween, like. Yeah. Spooky, scary, but it's also supposed to be a lot of fun. So I kind of went with stuff that is uh, disturbing slash scary on a supernatural level, and then stuff that is. I went with so like I didn't go with like uh, not not to say like everyday suspense, but like no like straight up thrillers or murder mysteries or stuff like that. Um, but I also wanted to keep it light and kind of fun but still have like that kind of the halloween spirit to it so this is not my like order but this is just like some of the movies that i think would fit into that category um and the first one i actually wrote down is a movie that i own and came out in 2016 or 17 can't quite remember um but it's called the witch um came out a couple years ago um it is it takes place during uh very early colonial times uh, up in the New England area. Um, 
and it's basically the story. It's it's basically a, a coming of age story for an adolescent girl. Um, and I wouldn't say it's very scary, but it's super suspenseful and very kind of disturbing. Like I think there's one or two jump scares uh, in the whole film, and but there's a lot of just like like it's very unsettling yeah. to kind of watch it. And it features one of my probably like current favorite up and coming actresses and Anya. T Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, she was in uh, Thoroughbreds. She was also in Split and is coming up to be in M. Night Shyamalan's Glass as well, continuing into that universe. And then she will be in the new um, kind of X-Men franchise film, uh, New Mutants, Dark something. Not Dark Phoenix, but whatever the new... I think it's called New Mutants or something like that. Maybe. You haven't paid attention to that stuff? Not to the X-Men stuff. Really? It's, it's not been good. Logan was dope. Logan was. Yeah. With the other X Men. Yeah. X Men proper. Yeah. It's not great. I thought I thought uh first class was eh, this is fun. Yeah. Days of Future Fans eh, is fun. Like <laughs> not too much invested in it. Anyway, big the fan witch. of her as an actress. So um I, I that's on my list. Um I would recommend it to a lot of people. Um maybe not I have certain friends that like <laughs> are uh into like straight up horror, and yeah. they don't like anything that's like horror that's not jump scares or adjacent. Like, yeah, it's not. Yeah, so they wouldn't enjoy it. But was that one of the ones you saw during the day? I did. I saw it during the day because I was scared. Uh, but I also got off work early. I was like, I'm gonna go to this movie, yeah. and I had myself uh, a pint and some junior mints, nice. and I watched it on a three uh, thirty. Uh, airtime, air and it was great. It was awesome. Did you do that with Babadook also? Um, no, I wait. No, I watched Babadook at night, and that was a mistake. <laughs> but I watched <laughs> things. I watched things after that. <laughs> after it though, which made it that much better. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and put the witch down. If anybody has seen the witch that's watching, um, let me know what you thought because I thought it was awesome. Um, and I think it's also currently in the top ten of horror movies on Rotten Tomatoes, mm -hmm. um, top ten rated. So that's my one. Nice. Now, Mark, give me one of yours. Um, okay. Uh, if you want to, like, counterbalance that, or if you want to, like, just, you're doing your own thing, and you're just, whatever. Do my own thing. Yeah, That's what are. I always do. Yeah, you are. Um, so, one of the things, I haven't seen this movie in a, a couple years now, um, but I think, legitimately, tomorrow night, I might sit down and watch it. Um, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Hey, see, to me, that's so, a Christmas movie, but I, I get, get it. It could be either. Yeah, I get it. Um. Uh, and so, see, you're, you're in that middle again. Yeah. Like, there's the... Yeah. I'll watch it on Christmas, too, just for you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> but that's classic. That's, like, the... Like, when I think of Tim Burton, like, that's what comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just... It's a good it's a good movie. It's got song and dance. It's kind of creepy a little bit. Like, the claymation's a little... That was early days, and so it's a little... Jumpy. Yeah. Um... Which I think adds to the creepiness a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Nicole does not like claymation no. films. She does also not like this movie at all. That <sighs> is scary. I, ma I made her watch it. She, oh, did she you? didn't like it. <laughs> but this is Halloween. That's creepy as fuck. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just I enjoy that movie. I personally like don't get into Halloween too much. Um... I mean, I did when I was younger, obviously, because free candy. Despite his love of candy. Yeah. Free but can that's year-round. Free candy. So, I got into it when I was younger. 
Around high school, they didn't really do much with it. College, it was just an excuse to drink. Um, Every holiday was an excuse to drink. Well, yeah. So that was another one. Yeah. And now, like, I dress up for work sometimes when it's allowed. And that's about the extent of my Halloween festivities. Like, it's just not something I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, I know people who love Halloween, who go all in. They're like, this is my favorite uh, holiday of the year. They get super excited for it. Like, a month in advance, they're already talking about, like, their costume and what they're going to do. And uh, start decorating and planting pumpkins. And just, I don't know. As, and especially as much as I love pumpkins, I just love to eat them, though. And drink them. And pumpkin things. You eat a pumpkin like an apple? Yep. Just <laughs> take a pumpkin the giant one. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Halloween's never been, like, that big of a deal to me. That's so. But I think this movie is fitting for Halloween. Yeah. Um, and Christmas. Mm-hmm. It just kind of falls in that in-between space. There are a lot of movies like that. My, one of my other ones does that as well, I think. So. I'm sure it does. When we get to that next part of the <laughs> list. Uh, is it Nicole's turn? Nicole, are you, are you in on this? Oh, I don't think I'm in on this. I don't have a list prepared. You can join in, though. No. Put you on spot. <laughs> to me, a movie marathon is one movie, because that's about as much as I can stay awake. It has to start before eight, because yeah. if nine rolls around, it, it's, 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 she it's turns bedtime. Into a it's bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie that I always want to watch on Halloween is Practical Magic. I don't think I've ever seen that. It's, Give us the deets. It was like mid-90s, I think, and it was Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman, and they're two sisters who are witches. And okay. so they're like taunted throughout their entire lives, but there's also a curse on their family where they can't fall in love. So it's called Practical Magic because they try and do this love spell on these guys that they fall in love with, and it goes awfully, awfully wrong. And they like end up coming back to haunt them and like doing all this crazy stuff, and there are exorcisms where they have to get rid of all these evil spirits. So it's really fun. Nice. Yeah. You should, you should buy that one. I tried to, but it wouldn't be delivered until November, and I was like, that's not It's not good. That's not how we want that to work. Yeah. No. Is that like a... In the vein of, like, Hocus Pocus. Like, people love that, and I don't think I've seen that entire movie either. I don't remember enough about either. Hocus Pocus. It's less fun and cute, but okay. I would say kind of Okay. Yeah, Hocus Pocus is one of those movies that everyone's, like, the same people who get super excited about the, uh, like, Lifetime Christmas movies that come on, like, get really excited about Hocus Pocus when it starts coming on the air. Wow, that's a hell of a parallel you're drawing there. I mean, it, <laughs> maybe that's just the people in my Damn. family, like, my, my extended family. <laughs> Are you saying that Hocus Pocus is the equivalent of a Lifetime TV movie? I'm just saying I've it's noticed... It's the equivalent of like a Hallmark Christmas movie. I've noticed maybe Hallmark. Yeah, not Lifetime. Oof. Sorry. Yeah. Backpedaling. Sorry. <laughs> but I, people in my extended family... The Craigslist family, killer. People in my extended family... <laughs> That's how ...that movie. post about like getting excited about those like cheesy, like they make 500 of them a year Christmas movies... So that's Hallmark, not yeah. Lifetime? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Lifetime. Sorry, people who watch Lifetime. Sorry, Hallmark people, too. But anyway. Mark, why do you hate women? I'm saying the people on my friends list that are mostly extended family that get super excited about those movies are the same people who are excited about Hocus Pocus. I got you. Vinny just left a comment and said he remembers going to see his first scary movie ever with friends. It was The Hills Have Eyes. Oh, God. He sat there for 45 minutes and then he left and he went home to watch Finding Nemo, which is something I would totally do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, that is a hell of a movie to see. 
Especially for your first scary movie. Jeez. Nice. Braver than us. Yeah. Any? I think with uh, with me, I think I'm discovering maybe I'll alternate between like kind of like creepy slash scary and then like fun. Um, so I'm gonna go with um, uh, what we do in the shadows as, that is a good one. as my next uh, kind of Halloween movie. Um, great, great. Um, the swearwolves are getting a the swearwolves. Uh, great, great horror comedy um, featuring uh, Jemaine Clement and uh, Taika Waititi. Um, and some other well-known kind of faces, uh, New Zealand, a lot of New Zealanders in there. Um, and I, I, I've heard the rumors and reports of a how uh, what we do in the shadows TV series is coming to Amazon, which uh, yeah, I'm very curious to see how that goes. Um, so basically, it's 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 a horror comedy that features these three main characters who happen to be vampires and all roommates. And it's all of them going through like everyday life. Like they go to the they go to the club or they have like roommate issues, and, and then they like they have a kind of a borderline uh, West Side Story gang rival with the werewolves, and it's 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 hilarious. Um, so I definitely recommend checking that. Very Especially, dry, very dry humor. Like if you love, uh, I think if you're a fan of The Office, if you're a fan of Flight of the Concords, I think this would be this would definitely be a movie for you guys to check out. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like because. I feel like if you're doing a Halloween movie marathon, you got to balance it. Like, I can't do all scary because... You got to go to bed sometimes. Yeah, because last night, like, I was finishing uh, um, The Haunting of Hill House, and while the ending was actually very sweet, I thought, um, it was still, like, you know, it deals with ghosts, and they're kind of creepy. And I was like, I'm just going to watch 20 minutes of something else, and then I'll go to bed. Um, so that's, I have to, to kind of balance all that stuff. Uh, I, I think... I don't... I feel like my core friend group has seen that movie. I don't think anyone else outside of it that I know, would know of has like seen it. What we do in the shadows? Yeah. Oh. I know. That's sad. Well, I, you, know, it's, you know, it's not. You know, it's. I don't think it's a movie for everyone too, because like, it's one of those things where people are looking for straight up horror, straight up jump scare, stuff like that, or if they're looking for comedy. Anyway. Yeah. Mark, what's uh, what's the next? What's the next Blu-ray you're popping in? The next one is actually. Eight of them. Hey! <laughs> Harry Potter. Hey! Which you'll also so, watch around Christmas. Christmas time, yeah. <laughs> uh, there, there's a lot of like overlap here. The Halloween and Christmas movies. Um, yeah, that, the Harry Potter movie is just... Obviously the setting with witches and wizards. Um, there's a lot of like scenes with the castle at night. And kind of eerie. I mean, obviously it's more family friendly than that. But... Um, and it gets pretty dark towards the end. Actually, from, like, movie five on, mm -hmm. uh, starts getting really dark. Um, but I, even, like, the score, like, kind of reminds me of Halloween. Uh, I mean, I think it's just, that's a very fitting movie to watch. Uh, and actually, that's pro I'll probably be Harry Potter for Christmas this year again. Uh, but you'll be Harry Potter for Christmas? Or for Halloween, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Like I said, like I said, I'm, like I said, I'm not. This is I'm different. Not all here, uh, yet from from the long weekend. But maybe I will. Maybe I'll just show up to Christmas at my parents' house dressed like Harry Potter. They'll be like, Mark, what the? It's it's Christmas. I would get it. It'll be fun. Where's my butter beer? Yeah. Oh man, butter beer's so good. Um. But yeah, no, I think that the movies are fantastic. The books are obviously better, um, and that's almost always the case. Uh, but those are, I think, they're fun to watch, and I think we watched them. 
last year, the year before. For Halloween? I think we watched them right around that time. Probably. It's um, kind of hard to tell because we have them all. I think it was two years ago. And Nicole was like, yeah, let's just watch this today. Yeah. Every day is a Harry Potter day. <laughs> Every day can be a Harry Potter day, yes. I don't think, I don't think Harry Potter is a watch, is the movies I don't think are watchable, not watchable material, not unwatchable material, but like summer, I don't get a <laughs> the face. Nicole's looking away from the camera right now, but the face yeah. she's giving Taylor is fantastic. No, it showed up. It just showed up. We just saw a wide side eye. <laughs> I feel like reading the books will be better for summer. Yeah. Because watching the movies is like, it's more kind of dark and, cold and like chilly. Like this, it looks cold. Chilly? It looks cold. You're right, you're right, you're right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I will still argue that Harry Potter is an all-seasons movie. There's always something to learn. Always something to get from it. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. Same. But that's my next eight. Uh, that's probably so your. That's probably your next eight, right? Yes. Yeah, that's not. It, it, <laughs> don't even think you can do that in a day. You could. You can't if you're hard enough. If, you, be, did, if you did a twenty-four hour game marathon, be, you'd have to do a twenty-four hour Harry Potter marathon. It'd be the better portion of that twenty-four hours, yes, like. Absolutely. But, the, but then do you have to do you have to tack on Fantastic Beasts too to just? Oh, oh Fantastic Beasts is coming up soon too. The new one. No, that one doesn't feel the same. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have that same like atmosphere. It's to a different it. kind of magic, guys. It is. Um, well, Taylor, my next you. movie is more on the scary side. It is we said earlier, the Babadook. The Babadook. Um, the Babadook is probably the scariest movie I've seen in the past ten years. Um, it's super. It has it has jump scares. It's super unsettling. Um, there's a child actor in it, which makes it even creepier. Um, kids are creepy. Yeah, and it's 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 about a single mother raising this kid who has a lot of behavioral issues, and it's so he says it's attributed to this uh, this creature who reads a book about this man who reads a book about called the Babadook, and he starts reading this book, and weird things start start to happen. Um, it's an Australian movie, and it's just. It's so it's so creepy and it's so good um, and depressing, which I think is <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to just like oh no, there's a killer, he's murdering everyone. Like that's like it's not it's it's sad, but it's not depressing. It's scary, but it's not depressing. Like this is like depressing. Um, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a big fan of that, um, but that I would say not for everyone because there's like kind of a, a deeper, you know, the I feel I feel like the good horror movies. The monster, the creature, the bad guy represents something larger, um, and this is a perfect exa example of that. Um, and some horror movies just aren't that. Some it's just like blood and blood and guts and fucked up shit. So, um, and the way it looks too, like the book that the kid reads is like a black and white book. So the creature is also like a black and white drawing, and it's really, really kind of creepy. Um, and then the whole, like, look and color tone in the movie is, like, very desaturated and some, like, blues and stuff like that. Um, and if anyone has seen The Babadook and uh, you and you want to talk about the ending with me, at me. Because I'm very interested in talking about the ending. Um, it's kind one of one of those open-ended ones, which I like movies like that. Um, so definitely put that on. And that's definitely, like, that's the scarier one. So after a fun one, that's the one. That's the so one you end the night on that one. Oh, yeah. And then you go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Mark, you got another, you got, all right, after the eight Harry Potters. After the eight Harry Potters, we're still rolling. Um, another one I guess this takes a while to watch, Stranger Things. Yay! Um, 
last Halloween, actually, they released season two. And so Taylor and a bunch of our friends came over to my place and we made Egos and watched as much Stranger Things as we could before we had to go to bed. I think we we watched the whole thing. I don't think we did. We watched Are you most sure? of it. Because. No, I think you're right. We did. We Matthew, Matthew had to leave. Yeah, though. so people. Like, like, we, you and I were the ones that made it all the way through. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like one o'clock, and I had to work the oh, next day. It was day. later than that. I feel like it was later than that. But anyway. Because I was like, uh. Worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but the waffles were good. And then, uh, yeah, the, the show has been fantastic. Um,. I was curious to see where it goes to the third season too, because it comes out in the summer. Yeah. So it's like they said the mind flayers coming back. Yeah, it's like, and it's a completely different. It feels like it's going to be a completely different vibe. Yeah. So that should be fun. We shall see. Oh, um, that's a good show. Yeah, that is, that is a good one. It has a great feel. That it takes place during Halloween. I think both. Yeah. Seasons. Think both seasons. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So and it's very fitting. It has some like horror aspects to it, kind of creepy, but then. Like, and the creators um, of the show are from Durham. Yeah, the Duffer Brothers. The Duffer Brothers, yeah. That is so cool. And there's a lot of different, like, North Carolina and Durham County references within the show. Like, I think there is a place on a map when they're looking for... I forgot what they're looking for. It might have been Will or something like that. They're looking for somebody. And on the map is, like, Jordan Was Lake. Was Barb? And, no. Bar Barb's gone, no, guys. No Get one looked for, no one looked Barb for Barb. Barb's gone. Um, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's like there's like Jordan Lake on a map and a couple different towns nice. that are also kind of North Carolina towns. So I feel like that's that's pretty neat. That's cool. um, so yeah, uh, Nicole, after your eight Harry Potters, are you thinking anything else? Now, are you a Hocus Pocus fan? No. Are you like, a Hallmark like, movie fan? Like, <laughs> like you like you're like, eh, or you're like, no, I don't like Hocus Pocus. Like, eh. It wasn't one of those movies that I saw growing up, so I don't have any kind of, like, warm questions about yeah. it, so now when I see it, I'm like, that's silly and dumb. That's so <laughs> basic. <laughs> Instead, you watch the Craigslist Killer. That's a Lifetime movie. Oh, God. Yeah, I do love Lifetime movies. What? I'm glad we don't... Oh, wait, we do have cable. We haven't hooked it up yet. <laughs> so I'm going to come home one day, and you're going to be watching Lifetime, and I'm like, I didn't, we did not get cable for this. They're so good. <laughs> Define good. Cruel intentions good? Yeah. Like trash. trash. Good. <laughs> Absolute trash. What was the passable porn or whatever it was? Wild things? That we were yeah. talking about? Oh, yeah, we were talking about uh, two podcasts ago. Yeah. Um, okay, after the Babadook, we got to lighten up again. So, I'm going to go... I'm kind of flip-flopping, and maybe I'll do both, because it's a marathon. You can watch as many movies as you want to. Yeah. Uh, I'm going with, nine. I'm going with Shaun of the Dead. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a fun one. Like, I don't even I don't even consider it a horror movie, actually. I got extra credit in high school for going to see that. What? What? My, uh, my art teacher loved that movie so much, he said, if anyone goes to see it and brings in their ticket, he's like, I will give them extra credit. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll do that. And I did. And it was Man, funny. that sounds easy. Right? Some easy classes you've taken. Art? Art. Art's not easy. I can't draw. No. Um, yeah. Draw the, the Dead. First part of the Cornetto trilogy from Edgar Wright starring um, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. If you haven't seen Shaun of the Dead, Nicole, have you seen Shaun of the Dead? I haven't. Okay, never mind. I was going to say, what the fuck's wrong with you? But. <laughs> <laughs> but Nicole's here, so pretend like you didn't say that. I feel like, I feel yeah. like you would like it a lot. Um, it's, it can arguably be a musical. Yeah. In a way. Um, which we which we watched Baby Driver and you liked Baby Driver. I did. Yeah. 
she's like hesitant. The trailers for Baby Driver looked so stupid that it made me not want to see it. Really? You thought it was stupid? Yeah. I, what I was just, stupid about it? I, just whatever the way they cut it and the dialogue, like, oh, he has to listen to music, otherwise he goes crazy. He has to drive. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't remember exactly what the trailer was, but it was not good to me. The dialogue was not good. The music was great. Yeah. That's, a, I heard the, the whole, the whole thing was just the music and how it was paced and set up with It was scenes. a different form of musical. And personally, I think it should have won Best Editing for Oscar because it was all the editing. Um, <laughs> it was all the editing. I mean, like, uh, I I had fun watching it. But anyway, um, yeah, but The Shaun of the Dead is, like, that kind of style way toned down and more on the comedy side as opposed yeah. to just relying on uh, editing and music. I um, do. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, it's... Do you have that, do you have that movie? Yeah. Maybe we'll I don't on Blu-ray. I might on DVD. You have a DVD? I still have some DVDs. <laughs> I didn't know what to do with Ugh. them. Welcome to 2018, they're, Mark. They're packed away in a box somewhere <laughs> where they belong. Um, Forgotten by time. And after you see Shaun of the Dead, like, so many other pop culture, it has so many pop culture references in it that yeah. when you see that reference somewhere else, you'll immediately link it to Shaun of the Dead. Mm. It's pretty cool. Um, worthwhile. Yeah, it is, definitely. Marcus. I don't have any more on my list. Oh. Those were the ones that I had. You Harry Potter now. Yeah, Harry Potter covers a, a broad spectrum. I feel thing. like you cheated. I, d I did. <laughs> you picked three properties and just like, these things have... Halloween stuff in them. Like yeah. I said, that's why I preface with I don't really do Halloween. I know. Um, I guess kind of tying into Vinny's story, the first scary movie I saw was Child's Play. Oh, God. And I was like, two. Oh, God. Uh, Where are the parents? The babysitter let us watch it. <laughs> and my parents were pissed. Because Adam and I were terrified. The, did that person become the uh, stop being the babysitter? Uh, I think we moved shortly after that. <laughs> because of the babysitter. Uh, because of the babysitter. <laughs> um, but yeah. Like, creepy. Like, no, you should not watch that oh when you're that young. Yeah. Um, that was, that was Looking back on it now, like I think last time I watched, well, I think I saw the Child's Play movies when I was in high school, and they were just fun to me because I feel like as an adult when you watch them, they're actually kind of fun because they're like kind of cheesy, yeah. and dumb. But you're like when you're two, and subsequently five, four or five, like Adam would have been four, yeah, yeah. like uh, bad, bad, you know, yeah, bad babysitter. So yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if Matthew was even born yet. So yeah, I would have been like two. Uh, I have a, which is an interesting story, so um, one of my friends who um, works in the film industry, um, he has a Chucky tattoo on his leg. Really? And we were working on a project together, I was like, I was, I'm just always curious about why people get tattoos, not like why, but like, you have a What's reason. What's your story, yeah. Yeah, we have a reason why you got that, and I asked him, and he's like, I was like, that's such an, like, it's not an obscure tattoo, but it's such an interesting decision, because I wanted to know what's behind it. He's like, seeing Child's Play was the first moment I knew I wanted to be in the movie business because it scared the shit out of me and if something i'm watching has that effect on me that like means something and i was like that's really cool i like that story a lot um Is that so thank you cool no that's uh my friend josh schmidt who lives in atlanta right now so that's pretty cool i like that. that's cool um well i guess back to me yep. again um so wait, when was shot of the dead uh another one i have on my list and this is kind of like when it around the time it came out, there were so many immediate parodies, and it was also a movie that, like, if you were a teenager when it came out, like, that's the movie you went and saw. But I didn't see it until I was in college, and I really admire this movie, is The Blair Witch Project. 
Um, I'm a big fan of this movie. Um, I'm also a big fan of like movies that kind of are a little bit groundbreaking in its shaky cam. Yeah, in its format. Like, hadn't really seen anything like this before. Um, and I enjoyed kind of the journey it took me on while I was watching it. And then afterwards, I learned that the actors had no script. They had a, they had an outline. They're yeah. like, okay, these are places and events we will go, and events that will fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps. Fill in the gaps. You got the you fill in the gaps. The happy haps. But you guys fill in the gaps. But not just that. It wasn't just one hundred percent like ad libbing for the sake of ad libbing. Is they didn't know that the directors and all the crew were doing all the weird shit to freak them out. Like they were like making fake put foot fake footprints and like throwing rocks, and they had no idea who was doing it. So the actors were reacting to what was going on around them. So they had to simultaneously be scared, actually, and act scared and be able to carry a story. Interesting. Which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there, I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, I don't know what to say it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a moment where um, the a main character loses a map and that was ad-libbed. And it's a huge turning point for... The entire story is when this person like loses her map or like throws away a map, and then everybody else is like, "What the? Why did you do that?" And that's like an actual thing that the actor decided to do, and the other actors subsequently had to react to that. And I thought that was really cool. Um, I haven't seen. And it's also, all of and it's also, and it's, it. and it's still also mad creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't either, but now I actually want to, and I never want to watch creepy movies. Oh man. I'm curious. Guess you okay. guys are doing that tomorrow. No, we got, we got our Halloween plan tomorrow is we're going to watch Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because oh, nice. she hasn't seen Ghostbusters. That's not on my marathon list, but that's like, that's a fun movie. Um, Be good to call. So after, after Blair, after uh, Blair Witch, I'm going with um, Black Sheep. Not, Why? not, 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 not Chris, Chris Farley, Farley, not Chris Farley and David Spade. The I'm talking, horror role, no, like. it is not a shitty movie. It is a uh, New Zealand horror B movie, where instead of where rubber on there too. Instead of what? Rubber. Rubber? No, rubber was not on there. We can talk about rubber at a different point. It's about a tire that has uh, telekinetic abilities. Anyway, um, Black Sheep, uh, a B horror movie out of New Zealand, um, featuring not werewolves but were sheep. Um, it is a horror comedy. It is absolutely hysterical. Um, uh, special effects done by the Weedle Workshop. Really? Yeah, exactly. So there's the uh, yeah. So that's that's Peter Jackson's tie to this to this B movie. Interesting. Um, and incredibly fun and grotesque and ridiculous and it's it's absurd. Like I don't know how you can watch this movie and not laugh because it's so absurd and it knows it's absurd and and not to the point either where it's like a like a, a Sharknado or yeah. or just a bad shark movie where it's like it's trying to take itself seriously but also it knows it's a bad movie. This is a this everybody on this is having fun with it. Um so I'm a big fan of that. If you haven't seen that, um I would highly recommend it. I have it, I will let you borrow it. Um I'm I, I think everybody should see this movie. It's a lot of fun. I feel like that came in the time where like Netflix was just getting into streaming a lot. And you were going through and trying to find like all the bad movies. No, you uh, Black watch. Sheep came out in two thousand seven, two thousand six or seven. So it wasn't we weren't streaming yet. Um, Did you see it when it came out? Uh, no, but I saw I I saw that it had come out because I 
check for just trailers every week to see what news coming out. I saw that. I was like, mm -hmm. what is this? I have to see it. And it wasn't coming anywhere near us. But this was back when we go to Blockbuster. And I was like, every week. The Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, the Ginger Dead Man. Which was never there. Someone yeah. just kept that. I know. Someone kept. It was, someone kept Gary it. Busey. Gary Busey is the Ginger Dead Man. And there was also uh, Snakes on a Train, which we never watched. Um, <laughs> but found out it came out um, on home video. Uh, went to Blockbuster, rented it, thought it was great, and bought it. So, anyway, that's a fun movie. Um, I don't think it's shitty. I think it's hilarious, and it's supposed to be. Um, so after that, um, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two scaries in a row. Um, Ooh. but we're going to go a little bit different route. Uh, I'm going to go with Nightmare on Elm Street after that, actually. Okay. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, which I, like the three kind of like the three iconic horror movie characters. You've got, um, Jason from Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. You've got Michael Myers from Halloween. You've got Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. You can throw Leatherface in there from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's kind of like honorable mention. Yeah. Um, this actually kind of, uh, yeah. A neat segue kind of plug. I'll get back to you in a second. Go for it. But uh, my old boss that I worked with at GameStop uh, does comics on the side. Mm -hmm. uh, some art and then the stories too. Mm -hmm. And his newest comic is, uh, I believe it's called High School Horrors. Mm -hmm. And it's all like those horror <laughs> characters, like, but reimagined as like high school kids. That's funny. Does Freddy uh, Krueger have like really bad acne? <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> I apologize, Rob. I haven't actually like read them, uh, but apparently there's some. Rob, he hates you. They're selling out everywhere. Oh, and, that's awesome. Uh, he's had they've had to issue reprints on a few of them, so it's doing really well. This has been a really popular series for him. Um, so if you're interested in like the horror movies like that, mm -hmm. and that comic sounds interesting to you, uh, yeah, check out High School Horrors or jun Junior High Horrors. Junior High Horrors. Let me get junior, this right. I'm plugging the wrong. It's not like I said Junior High Horrors. Um, did not say that. Aww. Now I feel really bad that I plugged his uh, comic wrong. Way to go. I know, right? Um, the reason I like Nightmare on Elm Street is, well, there's a couple different reasons, but one of the things that seems to be people's annoyances with horror movies is how dumb the characters are. Like, their yeah. decision-making. Yeah. And that's been around for... Junior high horrors, sorry. That's been around for decades. The thing I like about Nightmare on Elm Street is Freddy strikes in your dreams. There's no possible way to avoid sleep. So it's not like, oh, what's that noise down in the basement? Let's go check that out. There's none of that. Like, that doesn't happen. It's like, Freddy strikes when we're asleep. Everyone has to sleep. And they go through the movie, like, trying to stay awake. And they're, like, popping pills to try and stay awake. But, you know, they, they, know, they stop working at some point. And that's what makes it, I think that's what makes, it kind of gets away. It takes the decision making out of the hands of the characters. And relies solely on the fact that this all this stuff is inevitable, that it will happen. And then also the creative way that Freddy kills his his, his victims is is pretty iconic. Um, Johnny Depp's is probably the most iconic uh, death in Nightmare on Elm Street. It features um, him getting uh, sucked into a bed um, upside down, and there's blood everywhere. So, <laughs> so I'll put it on that. I just I think that's just a super creative way. Because then this and this was around. This is like kind of the when, like, the slash, I would classify this as the slasher movie, but, like, when the slasher movies first started coming out, they started getting creative with the kills. Um, Friday the 13th especially, like, 
Kevin Bacon gets got with an arrow through the back of his neck through underside of a mattress. Like, that's, you don't see that coming. Um, well, now you do, because I spoiled it. But, what I'm saying, these are old movies, people. <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, the span? The what's the statute of limitations on spoilers? See, I, I think it's a year. I don't think there is one if it comes to a conversation and it gets spoiled before you can say something. Then okay, then that's on you. Like you haven't seen it; it's been a while. I haven't but, seen Star Wars. But <laughs> if like forty years, it comes up and you're like, "Hey, I haven't seen that," and then it's something that I would like to see at some point. Yeah. And then the person still spoils it. That person's an asshole. Correct. Okay, now I get with you that. So there's yeah. kind of a there's a statute, but like, also there's yeah. if it happens, stipulations to if the it statute. happens in conversation. Okay, it happens in conversation. Yeah. But if like someone specifically tells you, "Hey, I haven't seen that," and then you still proceed, uh, then you're a jerk. Yeah, so. Yeah, definitely. I think there's got to be some stipulations to it, though. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, but anyway, Nightmare on Elm Street, I think that's why I think Freddy Krueger is of the of those kind of classic horror movie monsters. He's, he's, he's up there at the top just because of how he kills his victims. And this is around a time in the 80s where after creativity, we started delving, delving into a little bit of gore, like you deal with um, the fly... Um, to fly Jeff Goldblum. Uh, <laughs> and then you also deal with the Evil Dead franchise, um, which you hate. Yeah, um, I and I I appreciate it, but... I'll never get that two hours of my life. Man, yeah. it's fucked up. Man, it's a fucked up movie. It's a fucked up, not great movie, but I, I, it's extremely creative. I will give it that it 100%. Is. Yeah. Um, anyway. I won't disagree with that. <laughs> uh, so after that, going with another scary movie, but kind of toning it down... And going to do a little bit of education here. Um, 1922's Nosferatu. Nosferatu. Um, directed by uh, F.W. Murnau. Did I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, baby. Um, the original vampire movie. Um, based. This is the movie that came out uh, after being based on um, Bram Stoker, Stoker's Dracula. Um, which, in of itself, that... the, the founding of the book is kind of cool because it was based on there is a there's a lore podcast episode about this but it was something along the lines of there were people in new early colonial new england times that were um dying but then a couple instances where they'd like someone would have a vision and be like oh i don't know if that person was actually dead and they like dig up their grave and there were claw marks like on the inside of the casket and they were actually buried alive so then after that, they started burying people with kind of this um, this tube that had a, an emergency bell. So if someone woke up, they would ring it, and the gravedigger would come and get them out. That's where Saved by the Bell came from. Yep. Interesting. Yep. And that's also gave, and uh, around the time that that was happening, uh, Bram Stoker, Stoker was in a theater company and was traveling all over the place, and he had stumbled upon like this that was happening in the story. So that gave him the idea for Dracula, like resurrect, this resurrecting person of the dead. And also, I think for a actual person and location, it was inspired by uh, Vlad the Impaler um, from the 1600s? I don't know. Anyway, make, making that part <laughs> up. But I know, right? But Nosferatu, um, really, really creepy. Um, one of the... If you, if you gave it a style of film, it would be uh, called German ex Expressionism. Um, and it has to do with kind of like using the shadows um, and painting with shadows because they didn't have a whole lot of like ways to light your set back then. So they would physically paint dark spots on walls and floors 
to make certain things seem like they were being lit with shadows or they're actually shadows. Um, so that was kind of cool. One of the earliest, earliest examples of that is another creepy movie called The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. And that's more like uh, creepy rather than like kind of supernatural. Um, but now it's It's a vampire movie. It's the original vampire movie. With probably, I want to say, for the time it came out, probably one of the, uh, the scariest looking things that was on the screen for sure. Um, and we, Nicole and I, were going to have a chance. I think the first year we started dating, we were going to go to um, the North Carolina Art Museum to do movies outdoors. And they were yeah. going to do an outdoor movie with this movie playing with a live orchestra accompanying it. Oh. A live minimalist orchestra accompanying it. Um, and that would have been really cool, but it got thundered out. <laughs> and we never saw it. But anyway, um, that's my history lesson for the day. Um, but I actually, a lot of people have a, we talked about this, I think a couple podcast episodes ago about like older movies. Like, does, do they still have appeal? And I yeah. feel like they do if you want, as long as you go into it with the expectation of, okay, they didn't have the technology we have now. Mm-hmm. But let's, and shit, Nosferatu is, is not a talkie. It's a silent movie. Yeah. So you have to also deal with, yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah. Back in, back, the motion pictures. Um, so you also have to deal with that where you see things happen on screen accompanied by music and then you get the, the little text that comes up and says, oh no, or whatever. Um, I don't know if it ever said that or not, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's a cool, that's a cool movie just to see. And maybe this is like the, uh. Maybe let's eat dinner while we watch this one because it's not a it's not a gross out. It's more of like oh this is kind of interesting. Let's let's see where this kind of goes. Um, and then I think to close it all out, uh, I'm going with a combo movie. Um, combo. Drew Goddard's Cabin in the Woods. I hate you. <laughs> um, came out in 2012. Is that right? Did I get the director right? Drew Goddard did that one, right? Oh, Drew Goddard. Okay, cool. Um, also, produced by Joss Whedon, um, <laughs> with uh, uh, Bradley Bradley Whitford as a, <laughs> as a role in there. Yeah, yeah. Chris um, Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth. Uh, one of the Hemsworth. Yeah, one of the Hemsworth. <laughs> not, um, Luke, not Luke, though. Not Luke, though. Uh, and, with, and what's the other one? There's another one, Liam. too. Liam, that's right. And then there's the fourth Duh. one on The Good Place. Yeah. The fourth one on The Good Place. <laughs> I'm just a pediatrician. <laughs> um, but that's a really fun movie um, because it's a horror movie that also flips horror movies on its head and also introduces... It takes all the tropes and stereotypes you know from all the horror movies, turns them on their head, and reveals in this kind of a larger picture. Um, I don't know... I, yeah, this is not something that I want to say exactly what it's about. Um, but I'll definitely say check it out. If you are a person that likes, that appreciates a horror movie that's deeper than what it is, I would say check this out. Um, I like Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And I don't normally like horror movies, so. Yeah. And also, you could classify it as just, it's just kind of fun. Yeah. Like, and it's not going to go into the, the comedy realm as much as um, Black Sheep or What We Do in the Shadows. But it's definitely got a funny smattering. Oh yeah, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of humor in it for sure. Um, and I think that's a good way to end it because it's a balance of both. Like when you're watching it, because I mean, you're not a scary movie person either, Nicole. But you watched it and you're like, that was fun. Like that was you know, it was just kind of a movie. Yeah, yeah. That was just kind of a movie. That was, well, that was a movie. Well, I mean, like it's tough to it's tough to put something like that into a genre because it subverts a lot of things. 
Yes, yeah. it didn't. It fulfilled so many things. Like it was both a little creepy and scary. Not creepy, but scary. Like I jumped a few times, but it didn't leave me like afraid to go up to bed at night. Um, and it left me with something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was a movie. I'm gonna say that next time we go see something. <laughs> well, that was a movie. Well, when we leave the theater, I'll just be like, well. That was a movie. That was something. <laughs> that was a thing that we did. <laughs> um, so I feel like that's my that's my movie marathon. What do I have? How many do I have? Let me check. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got nine. So I've got more than Harry Potter's. But I also had Nightmare Before Christmas, and then I had Stranger Things. So well, I, I know that, but I'm saying, like, we were talking earlier about can you do all Harry Potters in one day. Oh, uh, yeah. I was saying, I think you could do all well, these in one day. Well, it depends on the lengths of those, too, because the Harry Potter movies are two plus hours each. These are not. Yeah. I would say Cabin in the Woods is probably the longest. Yeah. Um, is not long. The Witch is not long. Babadook's not long. Um, horror movies are generally not long. Just because I feel like it's hard to keep that suspension of disbelief going for that long. Mm-hmm. And also... It's got to be really hard to keep people on their toes for that long. Yeah. Um, I almost put a quiet place in here, um, but maybe if like you, you got time for another Let's, one, go ahead and throw that in there. But yeah, I, I don't get the Halloween vibe from that necessarily. I, yeah, like, I, yeah, I get that. That's why I was like kind of hesitant, but at the same time, it's very like suspenseful, supernatural, yeah. you know. Um, but anyway, but a good movie. Yes. Well, that was well, that was. I feel like we covered a lot. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, have we, uh, any, has anybody contributed their idea of, uh, their ideal movie marathon or, um, just a movie that they would watch? Well, I got Philip saying that Black Sheep is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Although whether it's terrible good or terrible bad has yet to be determined. Terra bad? Terra bad. Well, this has been fun. Um, we will be, stay tuned because we will be introducing what we'll be reviewing next week on the podcast um so pay attention to that but for right now mark what are you looking forward to about this week that isn't what we're doing for the podcast next week <sighs> um sleep is that, uh, is that so sleep list? sleep oh uh the target buy two get one free sale is going on right now not i also didn't not mention, sponsored by target i also didn't mention that in the uh the gaming news but uh buy two get one free on games Board games, books, and movies, actually, I believe. Um, I need a trivia pursuit. Uh, well, there you go. So I can crush you. Oh. Uh, I hold my own. Okay. Well, actually, you know what we should do? All right. This is, this is my goal. I might edit this out. But, but <laughs> we have Trivia Pursuit 2000s. Yeah. It should be renamed Millennial Trivia Pursuit because you can win without answering one question correctly if you just keep playing. Like, basically, if you get a question right, you get to go again. But if you don't, you still move one space, and you can move one like five one space five space one space five times and get a piece of the pie, and they just keep going around. So it's you get participation per- exactly. <laughs> it's because trivial pursuit takes so freaking long. Not if you know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, no one knows what they're talking about. It's also trivial pursuit. Um, but anyway, Target by two and free sales going on right now. Uh, so I'm going to go pick up some stuff from that. It does... What are you going to pick up? Do you, uh, do you have to see what they have, or do you have something, and I have, have an idea? I have a lot of things in mind. <laughs> the top three that I was going to try and look for were uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and Dragon Quest XI. Um, Is that Shadow of Colossus and Tomb Raider? No. Together? Is that a matchup? No, it's not. Um... <laughs> 
that's they're just what is this a crossover episode? Ridiculous with the names, because uh, before it was the Rise of the Tomb Raider and now Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and people were like it's Rise of the Shadow of the Cloth. They actually should the be just called like Croft. Croft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Balboa, or the Rocky movie, which is called Balboa, oh, or Balboa. Creed. Yeah, which is called by the last name Creed Two. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but it does exclude Red Dead Redemption Two. And select Nintendo titles, which is pretty standard for targets by to given free sales. So, uh, if there's anything you've been waiting to pick up, now might be a good time to do that. And if you do it through Target's website, uh, some select pre-orders are eligible as well. So, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 was on there, uh, and a few other titles that come out uh, this year, actually. But, yeah, more gaming news that I, that I forgot about. Nerd! Nerd! Um, but yeah, the buy to game free, uh, having some more time on with, uh, Red Dead Redemption, uh, and then, yeah, maybe checking out Castlevania, uh, season two on Netflix. Taylor, how about you? Other than what we're doing for the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm probably gonna, um, continue with this, uh, Making Your Murder, um, season two. Get caught up on that. Murder um, is also murder. Murder is also murder. Um, I think that's pretty... Oh, and also I want to check out um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, looking forward to checking that out. Not bad things um, about that. I haven't heard bad things either. Um, I like this actress a lot. Um, probably her most recognizable role is being um, Don Draper's daughter on Mad Men um, for the run of the series. And I watched uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch as a kid, yeah. as a lot of us did. Um, Melissa Joan Hart. At the, at the time, didn't realize it was based off of a comic or anything I like didn't either, that. yeah. Um, the most, the closest comparison I've gotten is it's a combination of Supernatural and Riverdale, and... Because it's in the Riverdale universe, right? Like... I, I think so. I think so. Um, I could be wrong. Someone has to figure that one out. Yeah, I think that's um, where it came from originally. But, and I, I have issues with Riverdale. I, when I'm watching it, I'm super interested, but I'm looking at all these beautiful people, and I'm like, you all suck. You're all <laughs> fake looking. You don't know it. Like, there's no way these people are real. Like, it's kind of like whenever ABC puts a medical drama together, every single doctor is gorgeous. I'm like, no, this doesn't. This is not a real thing. This is not. This is not real. Um, so that's that's my main issue. And like, and I and maybe it's on maybe it's on purpose. Kind of the art department, makeup, hair design, whatever is like everybody looks like a figurine. They yeah. look like a plastic. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, especially Archie. I'm like, what? You're weird. Um, You're weird. You're weird. Is it one of the no, he's a handsome one guy. of the one of the Sprouse twins or whatever? Yeah, oh, they're twins. That. I just know Cole, Cole Sprouse. Yeah, is Dylan Jug, is Jughead. Who's I don't know. The, the twins, know. sweet life of Zach and Cody. Uh, they, they were see, Big Daddy. See, I didn't grow yeah. up on that. And Big, I had a younger. I younger I've actually brother, never seen so. Big Daddy. What? Yeah, written by Steve Franks. I wiped my own ass. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, written by Steve Franks. There you go. Um. So yeah, I think those are the things I will be checking out. Um, Nicole. Outside of Dawson's Creek and Fringe, is there anything you're looking forward to? Is there a what, book, what books are you reading? You're the big reader, actually, at this table right now. Okay, I'm really excited because I just got two books from the library today. The first is... The library? Yeah. Oh, man. Support your local library. Support. And it's free. It's free. That's the biggest part. Is The Greatest Love Story Ever Told, which is Nick Opperman and Megan Mullally's little autobiography, uh, which is told... Like exclusively through dialogue between the two of them, which I think is going to be really hilarious and also just really interesting because they intrigued me so much. Like their relationship is just fascinating. 
And then I Jamie also <laughs> I also got um, Michael Pollan's 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 yeah. book about mm-hmm. um, psychedelics and how it can affect like your entire entire brain and like change your brain in like really profound ways and like get you through depression or grief or loss or whatever. So so next week on Popcorn and Nerds, we're dropping acid. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm good. It's gonna be fascinating, guys. We're gonna come back with like a acid trip, metaphysical, crazy episode. Jeff wasn't ever here. Yeah, we're taking. <laughs> a, a vision, Jeff was a never trip. real. Jeff was never real. We're gonna have different timelines. Like <laughs> the darkest movie. timeline. I have to grow yeah. my goatee again. The darkest timeline. Yeah, come with your goatee. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, on this episode of Popcorn and Nerds, where we talked about our favorite Halloween movies and put together a little, little Halloween movie marathon. Um, next week, we will be reviewing Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, we're excited to look at this one. It should be a lot of fun. Sorry, Rami Malek. Um, big fan of him uh, from his Mr. Robot days and even back when he was finished with Pacific. Come on, get, get it together. I saw like the first two episodes of season three, I think. Okay, well, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, talking about Bohemian Rhapsody next week. Uh, so, you guys can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Tady Adams. You guys can check out what Mark's got going on at spiders underscore corner. That's spiders with a Y on Instagram. Spider12587 on Twitter. And Spiders Corner Games on Facebook. You guys can holler at Nicole at Nicole A. Yang on Instagram. Um, once again, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, our main theme is done by JMac of Fourth Quarter Entertainment. And all of our artwork is done by the woman sitting to my left, the lovely and talented Nicole Yang. Thank you guys so, once again, three times so much for joining us. And until next time, uh, we hope none of your candy has razor blades in it. <laughs> it's a good thing to, to hope for. Yeah. Goodbye. Okay,